We barely started and we're already laughing. Hi, already. sluts. Hi. Oh, oh my, my gosh. It's been a long time. Welcome to a very special episode of QBT, a podcast where two queer babes talk about mental health, pop culture, and whatever the hell else we want. I am a licensed social worker and therapist working in Austin, Texas, Maddie Germs. And I'm Shawnee, a former New York City-based psychologist turned media and entertainment badass, no longer based in Portland, Oregon, because I live in LA, baby. And you know what? For this very special episode, I want to know where the hell Sissy Spacek is at. Do you know? Um, I don't mean this disrespectfully, but is she alive? <laughs> she is. She is. I know that much. Okay. Well, anyways. Um, I love we that might creepy be, bitch. We might be therapists. But we're not, but your, we're not therapist. your therapist. Okay. Okay. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. Trying to talk slick all up in my ear and shit. <laughs> yes, it has been a while. Our intro was a little rocky, but, um, you know, rocks turned to diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what we are? Diamonds now? I love it. <laughs> Diamonds in the sky. Um, wow. It has been a long freaking minute. I since know. Rihanna's we have pregnant. spoken in this way. She looks so fucking good, bitch. I have never wanted to be pregnant in my entire life until she's walking <laughs> around looking insanely beautiful. And of course, that doesn't make any sense. Like, why <laughs> would not. I want to have, like, that comparison? But I've never wanted to be pregnant in my entire life until... Um, until this happened, and I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> well, I feel like we we have a lot to catch up on. Yes. Just so the viewers know, Maddie and I have not spoken to each other since November at all. This is our first time talking. That's not true. I'm joking. No, we've talked. Oh. We're friends. <laughs> we're, but when you said friends. it for a second, I thought I, <laughs> I needed to fight. I like thought I had to go to defensive. Like, let me show you my call log. You You're like, remember. wait a minute. <laughs> we talked for a minute. Okay. Who but it's is been a while. she? No, it's just... It's been a while, yeah. And I mean, even for you all listeners, you don't know what's going on. Um, but maybe, I don't know, what's the quickest way of, of updating everybody? Are you down to... Let's play a game. Let's play a game. Let's do... So normally we do sub slut right now, and I ask a random question. Why not turn it into a game of sub slut? Sub slut the game show, one might even say. <laughs> Slut, slut. <laughs> that's that's our that's our theme song. There we go. Addy, Ali, add some music back in there. Um, yeah. So I think the best way is we were thinking like instead of having one question to catch up on, since we normally do that when it's just a week between time. What if we, Shawnee and I, have not. Um, told each other the questions that we are going to ask each other. And we're going to really speed round this shit. So while we have a lot to catch up on, we do not want to be here for three days. So we're going to try and like yeah. very quickly. Okay. No, my first question is why have you not put new tape on that microphone? Okay. You know what? I knew it was coming. Leave me and my microphone alone. Okay. okay? okay. We're doing the best we can over here. It's, it's a bit of a struggle city. It's a little bit of struggle city. It's so, fine. We're, you guys can hear me, right? That is true. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Um, so right. the way this is going to work is we're going to go one question at a time. Allie is going to let us know when we've reached a minute. And if we have not finished our thought, too bad. You're just, we're going to have to leave you on a cliffhanger. Um, and after Ooh, this, we'll get cut the 
Yeah, it is a little cutthroat. Um, but after this, we'll get a little bit more into our mental health check-in and we have a, a thought process. No, we don't. We just have a conversation about what it means <laughs> to be um, engaging in mental health without a therapist because Shawnee and I both um, had to take a break when we moved away from Portland. So, mm-hmm. but first, but spoiler I, that, alert, that slup slut. It's um, wild. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, I have a bunch of post-it notes over here, and I'm going to close my eyes and pick one. So, Oh, so you also don't know what question you're asking. (laughs) I have no idea. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Um, Ooh, okay. This is kind of like a loaded one to just start, kick us off with. If you could wave a magic wand and quote unquote fix one thing that's happened over the last four months, what would it be? Sorry, um, I um hate that. Also, this is a very like therapy question. It's very motivational interviewing question. Mm -hmm. Um, what's one thing that I would change in the last month? Um, four months. Four months. You got four months since we last spoke, essentially. Got it. Uh, On here. I would. Wrote life. <laughs> oh, have more control at my job. I feel like I'm working for an agency and it's like the first time that I'm in a place where it's like not three other people that I'm working with and it's a very intimate setting. I'm very much like kind of on my own and there's just a lot of rules that I had nothing to do with and I don't mesh well with it. And um, that's my answer. I mean, I like my job. Don't get me wrong. I don't like being told what to do. <laughs> Um, ah, so you're against working. Ah, same, same. Yeah, I mean, that hasn't really changed that much, but I do think <laughs> that, that has caused a lot of stress. Um, the buzzer hey. went off. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Right, right okay, at the buzzer. Okay. Thank it. you. That um, was great. It was great. Um, I am great. Um, so thank you for the question. <laughs> you're welcome. All right, Shawnee, sup, slut. Uh-huh. Um, what is the most disappointing thing that you've eaten recently okay i thought you were gonna say something else um that i've eaten recently it could be a hole (laughs) that girl that would never happen anyways um (laughs) (laughs) disappointing that wasn't the question so i would say i had some really ooh ooh okay I went to this um, this restaurant. Carlos came to visit, friend of the podcast. Hey, Carlos. Um, and we went to this place, and it was not Carlos's fault, but uh, the food was really greasy. It was, like, good in the moment because we were hungry, but I got food poisoning and ended up waking up at, like, oh. 4 a.m., just, like, vomiting my brains out until, like, noon. Oh, no that next day and this was on the same day we were supposed to drive out to go see Dua Lipa and Megan Thee Stallion in Phoenix so we still got there that day but it was it was a slow morning are you gonna say the name nope we're nope. not gonna say the name can't of the say restaurant because time can't is say up <laughs> you think I want a lawsuit no but they gave me food poisoning I'll tell you after I'll tell you when we're not recording I won't let you know <laughs> Ali I'll definitely let you know don't eat there <laughs> um, alright it's my turn <laughs> Oh, have you found any new hobbies? I bought a um, kayak. 
a little two-person kayak because I want to be able to um it's a little inflatable and is definitely like entry level not super expensive it's more for me to figure out if I am going to use it and like kayaking Mm -hmm. so I'm kind of using it as like my gateway kayak but um (laughs) I also bought it from Walmart specifically so that I could Ah, return it at the end of the season if I didn't love it um but it's this inflatable kayak so it like and it's a two-seater, so Spencer and I can go out there, and um, there's a lake right in the middle of town that we can um, go into that um, feels really good. I have used it once, mm-hmm. um, and it was a little bit of a windy day, and I want to go on a not windy day, <laughs> but it was great. Um, it was really nice to be able to do that in the beginning of March. Um, I have never been able to be out in the middle of water in the middle of March. <laughs> You were like killing it with this. this I don't even answer. know if my mini was up. Allie was just like, I don't want to listen to this anymore. <laughs> um, Shawnee, what's the most surprising thing about LA thus far? Oh, um, uh, honestly, truthfully, the people. I feel like maybe I'm just surrounding myself with not the quote unquote superficial people of LA, but I don't know. I feel like the people here are not as fake as I was expecting them to be. And I mean, I lived here once before and I didn't like the people in this go round. I don't know. Maybe it's the pandemic. I feel like people are nicer. People are like, the first question out of their mouth isn't like, where do you work and what do you do? Which has been interesting. Um, so I will say the people. Cool. Doesn't mean I'm leaving a glowing remark though, for just like the people <laughs> of LA. I'm saying, since I've been here. That could that could change literally tomorrow. Okay. But that's been the most surprising thing for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everything else is... Yeah. No, you can't say anything else. You have to ask me a question. <laughs> I think Ellie just likes buzzing us. <laughs> I would. <laughs> I would too. <laughs> um, okay, next question. Maddie. Okay. What's the most Texas ass thing you've done? In the last four months. Everything's going to be in the last four months. Wow. I don't know why that stumps me. <laughs> um, part, part of me wants to say like, no, that's stupid. Um, no, I say it now. I have to say, and maybe if my minute comes up. Okay. Um, I have listened, South by Southwest. South by Southwest. I went to my a friend's show. Um, and it was a little country music showcase. And it was like cosmic country specifically. Maybe that's like the most Austin thing. Yeah. Um, maybe the second most Texas thing uh, is seeing armadillos, like going camping and seeing armadillos. Um, those are my answers. And I'm sticking to them. Are they sticking cute? To them. Armadillos? Okay. Um, <laughs> tell me something you haven't told anyone yet. Like ever? of all, Like ever in life. There's a lot of like, stuff. Okay. Um, there's something you haven't told anyone yet. <laughs> it could also, yeah, you would get to interpret. <laughs> all right. Means. All right. All right. Hmm. I'm also not going to check your answer. So, yeah, you're right. I haven't told anyone the address of my. Uh, <laughs> uh, of my grandmother's house. Okay. 
<laughs> what does that mean, girl? <laughs> it's just you've never told me one that. It's probably because everyone who needs to know didn't need to know. They already know. Like, exactly. So they know them? exactly. I'm just like, Eddie Sue's Okay. House. <laughs> Go there. <laughs> and they know exactly where it is. You thought you were going to get a deep, dark secret out of me. <laughs> Let's talk about the work. You could have um, said what you had for lunch today. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> My turn. <laughs> My grandmother's address. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Do you have any proud moments at work lately? Um, yeah. So I, oh, my only hesitation is because I <laughs> can't say certain things on a podcast to people that, um, whatever. Mm-hmm. I had a client who every session feels like good work. If that, like, Sometimes when you're a therapist or sometimes when you're a client and you go to therapy sessions, you can sometimes leave and be like, well, we met, you know, (laughs) like we definitely were there together. I feel like this client and I, we are having a lot of sessions where we leave feeling like there was a lot of momentum. And at the end of a most recent session, both shared appreciation like for each other um, in an appropriate way within a therapeutic relationship. But it was nice to receive that. Um, but it was also nice to offer it. And that happened last week and it felt really awesome. Next question. Wait, is it my turn or your turn? Is from me to you. And oh, my yeah. question is what piece of pop culture or media has spoken to you re- recently? But sell me on it. So don't just sell tell me about it. You have to sell me on it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Your minute's going, girl. Tick tock, tick tock. I'm thinking there's a lot of stuff. Have you... Okay, 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 okay. Sorry. Turning Red, <clears throat> the Pixar movie about a young middle school girl, a young uh, Asian-Canadian middle school girl who is going through puberty and turns into a red panda whenever she gets emotional. Um, it's great. I mean, it was Pixar uh, usually gets you with, you know, they hit you in the gut, they make you cry. I got almost all the way that movie and I thought, huh, I didn't feel that I didn't see the moment. Maybe it happened and I just don't have feelings anymore. And then Jesus Christ, the last like minute of it just hits you right in the gut. You know, it's typical Pixar stuff. It's just like parent relations and stuff like that. I do like that Pixar recently is leaning more into like the uh the uh the uh what is it like the villain being an internal thing and not an actual person. I'm sorry, but the timer has gone off. The buzzer has happened, and the way that this game works... Whatever. The way that this game works is that we don't continue talking. Um, So thank you for your thoughts on Turning Red Under a Minute. I appreciate those. Um, Ask your question. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, What is Jolene doing? Um, Jolene is downstairs. She's Uh fed. She's laying around smelling funky um she <laughs> needs a bath for sure it is overdue um but right now our backyard also needs to be mowed and so uh she is really enjoying running into the long grass and then like laying down and disappearing um and then i don't know where she is and then she like pops up and runs at me and it's very cute that's um, cute. but right now she's downstairs farting like hands down great oh um Thank you. Yeah, that's what Jolene's doing. Um, okay, this is the last one. I, now we're at one-on-one. Um, tell me 
your favorite purchase you've made recently. Oh, I like this. Okay. I bought three pairs of these pants from this brand called I Love Ugly. They are based out of New Zealand or Australia. I should really tell you the different. I think it's New Zealand. I don't think it's Australia. I think I was telling people Australia previously. My bad. Um, It's New Zealand. (laughs) And, um, you know, pants that have like a wide leg, like at the bottom. I don't usually look good in those kinds of pants because I have skinny legs. But um, I don't know. They make... They're like trendy pants and I feel like I could never wear them. And now I feel like I can wear those kind of pants. They're not cheap, but they fit my body well. So yeah, I bought three pairs of them. I have one that are all black because I wear all black bottoms all the time because I'm a black bottom. And I also, it was was just sitting there and then a pair of charcoal and then some like plaid ones that are in like a, um... we'll never know. We'll never know. Um, Last question for you. This should be quick. What is a Dove Cameron? What is a Dove Cameron? <laughs> so, you know, pigeons, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they are cousins no, of um, they are. doves. And there's this one oh that everyone likes, hates. Which one? I think we, both, maybe. Some people like him and some people hate him. And his, anyway, his name's Cameron. And when I tell you, he's a real, a real, I have no idea. I don't know who the fuck Dove Cameron is. I think I know that, um, I've, se- I've seen that name, but I can't tell you. I don't know. I failed this quiz. I'm really sorry. Um, maybe it'll come to me. Queer card. Is it revoked. an award? An award? No. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> you know i'm what? sorry dove cameron <laughs> that's a question for the listeners if you can tell us what a dove cameron is you get an all expense paid trip <laughs> to yo i guess we're so we have been asked by ali and we have a minute to do this so i guess okay. 30 seconds each um, yeah what is the biggest grammy snub um, I am going to quickly Google Grammy winners <laughs> to know what <laughs> maybe I didn't enjoy. So you should go first. Oh, I was going to say, can you forward me the list when you get it? Um, let's see. <laughs> 2022. All yeah. I saw was like a 20, 20 second and a half clip of Gaga like scatting or something. <laughs> um, and then I saw- <laughs> And we're out of time. <laughs> the buzzer has gone off. The buzzer has gone off. Um, I think. I think Lil Nas the X, biggest I guess, the answer. But I was gonna say the biggest snub is um, us, the audience, because who watched the Grammys? <laughs> um, so good. Well, we're we're in agreement here. I I okay. How about we take a quick break? Okay, let's do it. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the work of QBT. We are going to be coming back with a real season three over the summer, probably soon. But we wanted to give you a little bit of something um, to 
kind of hold us over. And we missed each other, so we wanted to get together and talk. But um, Shawnee, I was thinking a lot about how we've recorded in the past. And many, 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 many episodes we've said that you don't necessarily need a therapist to be working on your mental health. Or we've had episodes centering around this concept of like, how can you take care of your mental health outside of that? And you and I just both moved. Uh, I had to end my relationship with my therapist. You did as well. Um, and so I thought that we could talk about how the past four months have been without that specific support. Um, and I'm sure that there's a lot within that, but specifically the question is around, how have you been taking care of your mental health since your move? Um, do you want to get us started? Um, yeah, I can do that. Uh, okay. I feel like... <clears throat> The move was, okay, so for context, yes, I, uh, me and my therapist broke up, like, way, like, a few months before the actual move happened, so I actually did not have a therapist going into the move, through the move, and post-move, so um, it was a lot, Um, it was a lot, I was, I mean, luckily I had done enough planning and was, like, sort of ahead of everything when it came to the move, it was actually the most, like, seamless moving experience I've ever had in my entire life for me to, like, be moving state across states um but what there was actually a lot of uh i guess the work and stuff that was either triggering or just was bubbling up for me um was tied to the anxiety of adapting to a new place even if the physical move itself was easy and um the experience of relationship building just across the board um And also relationship, not ending, but, you know, relationship ending because you're not in one place anymore. You're in another place. So the, the, the care for me had a lot more to do with leaning into support, into support networks and surrounding myself with just, like, people. I feel like the last four months of my life... I have been around people like constantly. I actually, the other day was just like, I feel just like, I mean, I'm fine, like physically, but like, I am just so exhausted. Like I, I was, I have never felt like I'm running on fumes more when I'm like with people or even talking to people. Um, Like at work, it's especially starting to show up at work. I'm just like, oh my God, I don't, I just feel like I'm constantly around people and talking Mm -hmm. to people. And I also wonder how much of that is tied to the pandemic fake ending. But um, yeah, I, but I, in the same vein, it's been helpful. I think that um, every time I have found myself getting sort of, uh, in my head or overthinking things or, um, you know, I have a little voice that is sometimes just like, nobody cares. Or like, you don't actually have like close friends where you are right now. Um, every time that's happened, I've been like, no, I do. Or just immediately proving that wrong. Cause I end up like out that night or doing mm-hmm. something with people. Um, <clears throat> I'm wondering are you saying in that moment that like you've been around a lot of people, but there are moments of feeling lonely within it? Um, well, that's not what I was saying, but that is true. Um, I was saying that it more so helps with the loneliness. Like it's it's funny, like depre- the the way my depression works is 
uh, I want to like self isolate when I'm not feeling like great mentally, um, for whatever reason that like that might be spurred by. In this instance, it was just like, wow, I don't have friends in this new place, and I said bye to my old friends, and I feel so alone in this move, and just so alone in this city. Um, and to counter that. I've been actually like way more social than I normally am. Um, I feel like normally, like I said, I like want to self-isolate and I will just do that. Um, I will just turn my phone off and not talk to people. Um, Whereas I feel like throughout this whole, these last few months, like through the move and being here, I have just consistently been like surrounding myself with people to counteract what I kind of knew was going to happen. And it's been helpful, um, which is just, it's it's almost, that has been like therapy for me in a way. Not even because I'm like around people and talking about all my shit or like what's going on with me, but just because like, <clears throat> it's good to get a break from having those thoughts all the time. Mm. Experiencing what you're experiencing right now, does it make you think about self-isolation differently? Um, yeah, I would say, uh, I mean, yeah, it's just, I, it's, it is still the first thought I have, but I'm way more aware of it. And it's, Mm -hmm. I would say it's like a, it's almost like a battle that I have with myself versus me not even going, even going to battle. Like having done it, having been like, oh, okay, I actually did feel better because I hung out with people, even though my instinct was like, don't stay in and close the windows and just like watch TV. Um, It's given me kind of like the motivation or the power to to battle the desire for self-isolation. And also really, not even battle, battle's the wrong word, to have a conversation with it because it's um because sometimes it's it, it is like a thing i need sometimes i am like i said i'm exhausted right now and i'm like i need to self isolate yeah. and it's not because of depression uh it's because like i just i need to be left alone reset um, yeah yeah as opposed to me saying that but really it being fueled by depression and depression depression alone um so yeah it's not so much battle it's more so been like is that what you need right now is that what you want right now? Like, let's talk about it. Because before it was just like, nah, this is what I need. It's not even a conversation worth having. So, yeah. Um, it's been super helpful. It, it's definitely, it's made me think about self-isolation in the, in the sense that, is it always needed or is it sort of, so it's just something that I've always fallen on because I haven't had other tools to deal with that part of my life. Mm. I'm trying to think of an immediate example to jump in, in terms of like, what am I trying to say? When I've moved, I have noticed that I am not in the same like life pattern. Like I'm not in the same like work life, go out like exact same schedule and trying to notice like what was a part of my life just because it was a part of my life and what now as I'm building a new life are parts of my life that I want to integrate on purpose versus just like kind of this accidental way Mm. that I got into because of my location, because of my house, because of who I knew, you know? And I think that relationship piece for, for me has been, um, 
difficult to balance too because I'm hearing like this desire for connection, this need for connection. You're in a new place wanting to like see new things, have the energy and like sort of ability to combat the stay home, lock the shutters energy that can sometimes happen now. But then there's also like, wait a minute, am I now on the other end of like overdoing it because I feel like I have to do it because I'm otherwise gonna be lonely. And like that work mm -hmm. to sort of find that balance is hard. I, I, I feel like I haven't felt it since I was like 21 and recognizing that I'm having to sometimes like say yes to things because someone I haven't hung out with yet has asked me to hang out and I want to hang out with them. But if I knew them longer, I would tell them, can I see you tomorrow? But it's like a new relationship right. building skill set. So it feels like I have to like, I don't know, jump on the opportunities. I don't feel like, and thankfully they're coming to me. You know, I'm not, I'm not um, mm -hmm. ungrateful. I'm not recognizing that I am uh, not blessed in the way of having people that want to hang out with me. That's a wonderful thing to feel. You know what I mean? But it's yeah. also when it's new, there's like a fragileness to it. And it can be really hard, I think, for me, who really values vulnerable relationships to figure out, like, what level of vulnerability strangers deserve or when am I overextending myself in that way? Trying to find out who I am in new relationships because I haven't made new relationships in a long time has been really interesting. Does that make any sense? That makes so much sense. It makes so much sense. Um, it's... I I have had this conversation and um my what am I trying to say over here? Um it's moving to a new place gives you so much opportunity to uh reinvent, readapt, like not necessarily change who you are, but to your point, explore new things. Um question and have a conversation with the things that you that feel so ingrained in you that you haven't questioned them before um and you you do kind of have to like all right pick and choose like is is this serving me is this something that I want to be do something that I want to be doing is my heart in it like what I usually am asking myself in those situations is like I mean but do I like do I actually care or like am I just saying and if i am just saying yes because like for the relationship or for the relationship building aspect of it then um i don't know there's then there's a whole nother range of questions that i ask myself i mean there's like a system i have set up in my head but all of it makes complete sense and i think sort of tying this all in a pretty little bow <laughs> having understanding that balance and getting more aware of it and asking myself what serves me and what doesn't is mm. also a counterbalancing act to overextending myself and the exhaustion, right? So mm -hmm. it becomes more about, um, I'm not, maybe here's the train of thought. Um, oh, I woke up not feeling great, like mentally. Like, I don't know, I'm just not feeling the day. Um, don't really want to interact with people or like just, mm, I feel like I don't want to interact with people. I just don't. Like I'm going to, maybe I want to just like get high and sit on the couch. Um, But so-and-so invited me to do this thing and I'm really into art, invited me to an art thing and I'm really into art. 
I don't think, like, I don't really have, I don't think I have the energy, but maybe I do. What's the worst that's going to happen? Maybe I can show up to, like, for just a little bit. Or let them know, hey, I can only be there for an hour. Yeah, Uh, I love that. Just to even try it out. And then Mm -hmm. do that. And then if I end up being there more than an hour, they're excited. Um, If I do get the energy and I'm like, actually, this is great, which is what has been happening nine times out of ten. Then, like, cool. Like, I'm happy I had the conversation with myself and gave myself an out, like a plan B that... I can get behind. Um, and if I don't have the energy to say, like, I'm going to go home now. Um, yeah. yeah. That happened this weekend. It's like, I literally was supposed to uh, do something yesterday on Sunday. Um, and it's been a long weekend. And I was just like, I'm tired. I can't, like, I'm not going to do that. Um, you know, I tried. I was out. I stayed out as long as I could. And then I was just like, it's not going to work. But I yeah. was down for it until I wasn't. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's that's for me relationships like seeking them out, um not saying no to hanging out, really kind of saying yes to more things has been has been a way of keeping up with my mental health. Yeah. Well, I'm identifying something that you um made me I think we have an alignment which is um one this sort of we have the finally have the space to sit and question patterns, which is helpful of like, does this serve me? Do I want to do this? But I'm also hearing like an energy to act despite our feelings, like to really say like, my feelings are telling me this, but sometimes my feelings lie and I let them win Mm -hmm. a lot. So instead of letting them win in this moment, because what you said was that like, Sometimes you leave and then it's fine. And I, I'm remembering that like, sometimes it's just that first step. I experience this with task, like paralysis sometimes where I will like, be like, I cannot answer these emails. I cannot do this. I cannot do mm-hmm. that. And the anxiety about it is often way worse than the thing. And allowing myself to just kind of sit and say, you don't want to do this, try it for 10 minutes and then see if you want to keep going and it's allowing myself an out but also challenging myself gently mm-hmm. to move into something even if my body is telling me no and if i try it and i'm still saying no then i need to maybe listen to that and try something else yeah. first but um another thing that i have been sitting with a lot is um I mean, my brother is here now, and so I'm able to have, like, these conversations with him that we have not really ever been able to have. Or we've had them, but, like, once a year, and it's nice to now be with him to be able to have reminiscing about our family or think about the ways in which... um, we had stuff growing up. And, like, it's nice to be able to um in community with my brother like reflect safely on our history and also remember some fun things too like that i had forgotten and like reflecting on those things and i think that that has been really powerful um i also have been like while trying to keep up my own practice now that i'm not in school like listening to audiobooks and doing some engaging with psychology texts um that have been one is 
that I've been working through is the complex PTSD workbook. Really great. Um, the um, adult children of emotionally immature parents has been really great. I also was getting into internal family systems, which is about parts work. So this idea that we have different parts of ourselves. Um, I think I started talking about that when we were ending last time, but the point is that one of the ways that I have been engaging with my own mental health is by sort of being my own therapist or trying to be, it's not perfect, but sitting with an audiobook and if something really activates me, taking time to notice where I'm feeling that in my body, taking time to kind of like let it swell up and go away and practicing that um, and just do a lot more noticing of what's challenging me. Um, I know that that sounds like really vague, but I, I think that there's a lot of therapy concepts that can be accessed outside of the therapy room. And I'm trying to do that or have been trying to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, and sometimes that doesn't look like textbook exercises and activities. Right. Like I think right. it's it's nice that those those things are just such organic, natural things. Like it's almost like you say them and it's easy to bat an eyelash at it and say, like, okay, yeah, you listen to audiobooks, whatever, whatever. But mm-hmm. that extra layer you're saying of uh, being aware and sort of honing in on what that might be bringing up for you. Yeah. Um, and then just sitting with it, which I mean, we talk about this on the podcast so much. It's why sometimes when we give you the homework, it's like, honestly, just ask the question and then just sit there. <laughs> like you don't necessarily need to do anything. Um, that is work though. Like that is, that is work. And I think it's just interesting because it doesn't always have to be like, put out a worksheet and then like I read this thing and they gave me a journal prompt. So then I wrote down the answer to that and then wrote a, a tree or like a web of my thoughts here. The second, that does work for some people. Don't get me wrong. Like some people need to write that sort of stuff out. I mean, people are tactile in that sense. Um, but I, I find it interesting that even I was like, oh, all this stuff sounds so simple, but I mean, yeah. in the same vein, the extra work that you're doing behind the scenes in your own mind is not necessarily simple. Yes. Was the winter easier with more sun? Mm. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I was like, what's the answer? <laughs> no. Um, yeah. yeah, the sun helps a lot too. Yes. And I mean, again, it's... And I, hey, I said it, like the pandemic and like it being fake over and things opening up, like people are out and about more, especially, you know, here in a place like LA. I'm sure it's the same thing in Austin. Like the sun is there. Yeah, it's I mean, hot. It's Texas. Like, yeah. yeah. Also it's Texas. Um, mm-hmm. So therefore it's easier maybe to be out and about and doing things, um, yeah. which I think has helped my mental health a ton and again has helped me sort of i'm not gonna sit here and say like i've met a ton of new people and that's why it's not that i'm saying it's just made it easier to connect even with the people that like i already know uh yeah versus there's things going on somewhere yeah yeah versus like getting here in the dead center of the pandemic and it's like even if i did have twenty thousand friends here i wouldn't see them so like it's it's been nice the the sort of face-to-face stuff which i guess like is that true for you as well? Like, have you, I mean, I know you're in Texas, but have you noticed a difference in like 
social scene and you're being out in the social scene? Yeah, I will say that because money was hard, especially at the beginning, um, I I wasn't able to be like out as much, I don't think, as I kind of wanted to be because I was just not able to be. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, uh, I was at like a day party and it was like 85 degrees. I spent like the whole day at a pool the other day that, you know, I have not been able to be experiencing 90 degree weather in March since I was 17 or like 18 or something like, you know, it's been a very long time since I've been able to experience something like that. And it's great. I mean, you know what? That's, that's what is different. I'm looking at you right now. I'm like, Oh my God, Maddie is tan. That's what it is. I didn't know why. <laughs> but yeah, you got a tan. I do. <laughs> I, I have, just like, I, like hmm. for the last two weeks, I have, I've probably been in the pool like four times and just intentionally just like cooking a little bit. But um, yeah, having a yeah. tan in March, beginning of April, like who would have thought? I've, I don't think I've ever seen you with a tan. That's wild. Okay. Yeah, because as wow. soon as I get one in Oregon, it then turns gray again and i can't keep it for long it really it's not real so it has to it has to be constantly maintained um wow i and i i i did notice a difference this winter when because i experienced some seasonal depressive stuff and so i did notice a little bit of a difference it did not completely go away for me and i don't know if that was because of just like it's in my rhythm you know um or Mm -hmm, it i also got really sick um probably right after I caught COVID, um, which was annoying. Anyway, I don't even, I was almost going to say because like I was being really careful, Mm. but that's not helpful information. Lots of people get it when they are careful. So it doesn't matter. But um, it was annoying to me to start with. And then it was really hard. Like it was very, very hard to be sick. And um, thankfully it was okay. And it moved on, but it, it left me, um, just even when I got better, I felt very tired. Like when I experienced seasonal depression and my energy is very low. Mm. And I was like, fuck, I moved here to be able to go out. And, and there were sunny days that I let go by because I did not have the energy to engage with them. And then trying to be gentle with myself and, you know, let it all be okay. But the other thing, if, if I'm being really honest, is I had to... um I had to start rationing my medicine. So I was um, in this place between health insurance and also on this wait list to be seen by someone. Um, and And this was like a low income clinic. Like I was basically just like, okay, we've had conversations about medicine before. I've talked about what it has done for me in a good way. I'm like, well, maybe this could be a good time to start weaning off and to see like, do I do I need to like try and basically run myself around and throw money at something that maybe I don't need right now? What does it mean to like step away from it in these ways? Um, and I just was not doing well. Like, I mean, I was doing okay and managing, but I also recognized a big difference and it was hard for me to be like, is mm-hmm. this a seasonal thing that I'm stuck in? Is this, my medicine that I'm not able to take how it's prescribed, like that is affecting how I'm thinking about myself. I just noticed my negative self-talk shooting to the roof. Like, and it was an, it was annoying. Like 
because I would not, be- it wasn't like I was believing it. I just was like, anytime I left anywhere, I was like, no one likes me. Everyone, I just did a bunch of dumb stuff. Like everyone is talking about me. Everyone hates me. Or I would like end a therapy call and be like, that person can't wait to find a new therapist. I'm like rubbing everyone the wrong way. And like, I have had like one person, which is a very normal thing, be like, I, I miss my old therapist. I'm going to go back to them. I'm like, okay, great. Love that for you. Like, that's part of the process. You know what I mean? But in my head, it was worse. Mm-hmm. And I was just noticing it being really hard. And while I had journaling and people in my life to not let that sink in or be something I fully believed, <laughs> I got on medicine and um, again, and uh, I had to fight for it. And it happened and within two weeks of being able to take it regularly was noticing like feeling like myself in quotes again like it was like oh shit like (laughs) i'm like okay honey don't do that again (laughs) like at least not like especially not when you're in therapy you know what i mean like i think what am i trying to say about this um my experience was honestly i i never you know experienced giant mood swings it was not like going off certain types of medication but if i am going to go off medication again i'm going to make sure i'm in a therapeutic relationship to talk through it i was just i felt very alone in that experience and it's a little embarrassing Mm. to be like it's because i don't have health insurance and haven't been able to figure that out in texas yet and like i also don't want to solve it in quotes by just throwing a grand at someone that i would like to use that grand on other things you know what i mean like um it's just, it's really cost prohibitive and hard, hard to access. And I just yeah. experienced that again, despite knowing it already. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, also, great message sometimes for people, drugs, like going on meds is like, helps. Like, that's the thing. Like, yeah. if you can't, yeah. sometimes if you can't get to therapy, but you're on your meds, then you can hold out a little while longer or you're fine. So, I mean, yeah. I think that's totally fine as well. Obviously, the both together is awesome and great and it's usually the best, like, uh, route to go. But still, yeah. it's nice. I mean, I'm happy that you were able to get back on the meds and that they you were able to – I'm not going to say I'm happy you had that experience, but also, like, now you know. <laughs> you yeah, know, like – um, um, I definitely didn't mean to be dramatic, but um, I do. You, I do you know what is the most annoying thing? And you're gonna be like, "No, what?" And I'm gonna be like, "I learned that exercising four to five times a week is uh, good for my uh-huh, mental health." It is. It's great. Do do, <laughs> do do you know how angry that makes me, Shawnee? Do you know how infuriating that feels to my spirit? I am sorry to anyone. You can fast forward through me if you don't want to hear someone talk about exercise being good for your mental. No, but this is but important. I'm here to tell you it's good for your This is important <laughs> because so, listen, Shawnee, it's so fucking annoying. I'm so I mad. I am. I know. So mad that it helps. <laughs> it's funny because I was. I have to find it. I was reading an article like last week or the week before about or was that you i don't know sometimes my i'm so i like pandemic brain maybe you sent it or we talked about it but like sometimes it's super like the thing you need to do was that you and me were we talking about that or did i read this i was gonna let you finish but yeah i posted it on my story it was this article about this woman saying that sometimes the most obvious things for our depression Uh, because they seem simple 
are inaccessible because our brain won't allow us to believe that simple things help our depression anxiety. There we go. So I did both. You told me about it and I also read it there. That's why my brain was like, no, it's this, then it's this. Um, you made the connection. I had forgotten about it. So thank you for bringing it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, there it is. That's all I was going to say. <laughs> so you said it and mystery solved. Yeah. I mean, the thing about it too is also mentioned in that article is thinking about sleep is like mm-hmm. uh, thinking about sleep hygiene and hydration and this physical exercise. For me, I... I think I talked about this at the very, very beginning, but right before the pandemic, for the first time in my life, a month straight, or yeah, for a month. So for four weeks, I had gone to the gym at least three days in a row, which is the first time I'd ever been able to do that in my entire life. It was also free in quotes because of my grad school, but I joined a gym. I had a friend help me. So I brought in accountability, which is also helpful. She and I don't go every day, but it is nice to have someone to text like, do you want to go to the gym with me? Have you been in the gym? We get to celebrate each other going. It feels great. I am having, um, I'm being a little bit more uh, literal and talking this out because I think all of these things have helped me stay consistent and helped my mental health. But I have a big, I bought like a dry erase calendar so that I could mark the days and see them as I am going to the gym. Um, and I also am not weighing myself. That is for folks who don't um, can't do that because of eating disorders. Uh, hi, girl. Hi, girly. Hi, friends. Um, uh, that is something that I have found is more. I'm trying to do this to be stronger. I'm trying to do this to um, feel more in tune with my body because I've talked about this before on the podcast, I have a really, really, really good habit of living above my brain and in my head and just like not ever falling down into where I am and working out really, really helps that. Um, I also cried one time. <laughs> one time out? I was on the, yeah, I did. I was on the treadmill and um, I was Aww. watching YouTube. I was watching music videos and uh, this um, Muna song came on. Uh, it's called I Know a Place. Um, it's a it's a gay band anyway, but it just it just hit me. And I was just like working out the right way. And it just felt like something like kind of clicked. And I didn't like start weeping or anything. I yeah. wouldn't have been able to do that. But I was fully like tear ducts full and like letting them like fall. But it was like, it's just sweat. It's just sweat. Don't look at oh me. Oh my God. <laughs> I've definitely, I've, I've cried on a run before. It's fine. I've done it as well. Yes. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think, is there anything else that you feel like has been challenging for your mental health helpful for your mental health i have i am like celibate at this point okay what does that mean it's not working for my mental health Uh, okay 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 i see that am i an incel not having (laughs) (laughs) bitch (laughs) no um i think i'm i think only you can answer that um we can work on it though. If that I'm is not, not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> oh my God. I don't believe in labels, but I'm not an incel. Um, no, you know, is this by just... lack of trying or just haven't been in the way of in like the mental space to go through it all? It was truly the move. Um, I was like, I don't mm. have time. It's just, oh, and then dating is hard and time consuming. I mean, yeah, it takes lots of energy and I spent also like, oh, I guess I didn't talk about this with my mental health, but it was also really helpful. I'm like a nester when I move and I really like 
want to get my place together, like together, together, not like put a couple of things up and a couple of things away. I mean, I want the entire place, like looking like I've lived here for years, like within a week. Of course, it never happens in a week, but that was helpful as well. So between just like moving and then being like, mm, I'm going to make sure my like home feels like a home and I have everything I need here. Um, that's just where my focus was. It was also helpful with my mental health because that's my creative outlet, I would say. Um, I've learned mm. is home decorating. I love that. Yeah. But unfortunately, home decorating does not equal home dick. It doesn't, unfortunately. <laughs> Unless you make dicks a part of the decor. Um, Dick decor. <laughs> well, there's my business. That's my, that's what I'm going to call it. <laughs> um, we've both named that we're doing a lot of work, a lot of maintenance, and I think we should hold a lot of pride in ourselves. And for those listeners who are also without a therapist kind of raw dogging life right now. Like I know that it can be <laughs> Johnny hated that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know that it can be hard, but I, I think we should hold some pride for ourselves. But Shawnee, you asked me um, what I was most proud of in the sub slut game, but I would love to hear from you. Where are you holding pride or excitement or joy around yourself and your accomplishments? I mean, this entire move, like I did it myself. Mm. And throughout that, I had to do a lot of internal just work on that, like that feeling of loneliness and ugh, I'm doing all this by myself and like I'm not doing it with a partner, not leaning on my parents, not leaning on anybody but me. Yeah. This has been the most independent thing I think I've ever done in my entire life. Um mm which I'm really proud of. I'm really I'm really happy. I'm happy to say that I made such a huge leap in life all by myself. Um and that's yeah. something nobody can ever take from me. So, yeah, I'm really proud of that. And I mean that came with it. There was a lot of I mean obviously this is what we've been talking about this whole episode. There was a lot of shit happening in between all of that. Um yeah. But the fact that it got done and it got done so seamlessly, it's really it, it made me um What's the word? I I just, I, I mean, yes, I'm proud of myself, but like, I know I can do it. Like it was the fact that I was able to plan it out, not really like feel it like financially. And again, just have everything be so seamless. And there was literally one hiccup in my entire move. And that was because my pod got here like a couple of days later and that was it. Everything else went off without a hitch. And it's just like, cool, I can do life. Like I know how to, like, I think I know how to, yeah. how to adult. And that made me really happy. And I'm, I also experienced that too, because that's not just, it's your, I'm not hearing you just say that the, just the physical accomplishment and like the management of tasks which is already enough in of itself. But there is a lot of anxiety that comes through that and having to manage that in order to get to the next thing and to the next thing. And doing that alone is intense. So you should be really fucking proud of yourself. And I also am very, very happy to hear. And we got to catch up a little bit off uh, recording and just, and I've also, I think we had like a really long FaceTime one time that was really beautiful, but I, I'm happy to 
see you experiencing joy and that this move is not feeling like it wasn't worth it and that there is a lot more to come. And I don't know. I just think you're so great. And I'm, I'm proud of you too. Oh, thanks, boo-boo. <laughs> <laughs> Um, do you want to take a quick little break and take some meds? Let's do it. We're almost ready to come back again. We're back for my, one of my favorite, I guess they're all my favorite segments. Um, <laughs> this episode, this is my favorite segment. Take your yes. meds. Um, I'm going to go first because I'm just excited to say, I kind of mentioned it, although I've been a dickless for a while. Doesn't mean I'm not on these dating apps. And you know, I will say it's been kind of fun. Like, uh, just, yeah, being on the apps is fun. And also, it doesn't hurt living in LA because I've matched with some famous people and it's been great. So, oh my God, do you know who I realized is gay and then I got really excited? Gerard Carmichael. Um, that was literally my meds, was that special, the Rothaniel special. I didn't watch it yet, but I saw his SNL and I was just like, okay, I've always had a baby crush on this boy. And now, okay. <laughs> yeah, I saw it because um, I saw, I think it was Brie Newsome Bass. She retweeted the SNL opening that he did and was like, listen, comedy is not dead. It just doesn't value punching down for humor anymore. Um, I dropped a bottle cap. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you heard that. I watched my little I was mic. Like, he was feeling it. Somebody um, over there. <laughs> <laughs> I've had one Dilba Chico. Um, and uh, I went and watched the special. I would, for those going in, I don't, it is not hilarious. So it is, it is a comedy special. There are jokes, but it is this very intimate sort of unfolding of this person talking about experiences with their family um and uh i wouldn't say it's heavy in a in a bad way i would say it is very vulnerable and it it feels very intimate and like the audience is talking back and asking him questions in like real time um but the special is called rathaniel it's about an hour um on hbo but um i had a really good time watching that um and I already mentioned this in the work, but I have been going to the gym four or five times a week for six weeks over a month now. It feels, I didn't know I could do it. So it feels fun. I have no idea. Who knows what happens this week, but. You know, the fitness yeah. queen over here is loving this. So yeah, you're like, why aren't you, you running all the time? Let me know if you want to lift together, bro. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I I might keep you waiting on that, but I'll let you know. I'll let you know. <laughs> All right. I'll oh be here by the bench. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, do you have homework for us? Mm, no. Okay. No, no homework. Uh, but you know what? I'm just happy to be here and to talk to y'all again and i don't know this is really great i it'll be a little bit of time before we before we all talk again but it won't be too long that we promise yes we missed each other we missed you um share the check-in episode go back and listen to season two if you haven't already follow us on instagram and twitter at QBT Pod. Don't forget to subscribe and share. Thank you to Marquis and Shanti Darling for letting us use their music. And big, big thanks to Allie Kiltz for helping us with 
everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, we love not to be confused to with Abby Kilts. I am gonna fucking kill you. I'm gonna <laughs> fly to LA just to punch you in the fucking face. As long as I, I get to see you, that's all that matters. <laughs> oh my god, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. It's gonna be the slap part two. Oh, sorry. Okay. Um, okay, we gotta get out of here because I'm. It's been. I'm. Ex- I am exhausted. I'm pro slap. I'm pro pro <laughs> slap. Like deeply pro slap. Okay. Um, bye. We love you. Goodbye. <laughs> Talk slick, all up in my ear and shit. <laughs>